Kia ora and welcome to episode 45 of the Stag Roar. First start off with apologising for being a bit lean on podcasts over the last couple of weeks uh, with the roundup of the rugby season and then, uh, as we talk about in this podcast, dealing with a little baby who you're trying to get to sleep and trying to get some sleep yourself. Um, things can be a little bit hard to arrange around work and all that, so... Um, it's awesome to bring your podcast again, and I've already locked in two to record, and we're working on a third. So there'll be a few more in the next few weeks, and we'll be up to episode 50 in no time. Anyway, this episode, we touch back in with my beautiful partner, Alex Pohl. Um, obviously, now she's no longer pregnant with Had Billy, um, which is super awesome. We get pretty real in this podcast as we reiterate. That's not to say we're not. Um, grateful for the amazing gift that we have in Billy but we just touch on a few of the things that make this part of our life quite challenging Um, it's yeah we've put ourselves on the line and moving to Australia and it's both incredible and incredibly hard so I hope you appreciate the raw nature of this podcast of our conversation hope you get a few laughs as well and for all those parents out there you'll probably um relate to a lot of what we say um, anybody out there that's thinking of having a child this is not to put you off it's to probably give you a little bit of reality which in all honesty we didn't really get um, the last children that I was involved around were my cousins um, and even with my brother having a baby six months ahead of us they're down in Christchurch so we didn't get to sort of meet my cousin until after Billy was born, and that was in fact where we were heading when Billy was born. <laughs> anyway, enough of yabbering. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Alex is always a great chat, and um, you can see why I love her so much. Cheer. Kia ora, and welcome to the Stag Roar. <laughs> I'm taking over this podcast. Um, the beginning of this is Ryan needs to tie up my hair in order for us to start. This is um, unplanned. <laughs> You're in your undies. This is this is the classic um, TV gag. I've got to get practicing this because <laughs> daughter gonna have to tie lots of hair soon. Okay, look in the mirror. No, no, this is bad. This is bad. No, you need to look. Turn this the way. Ryan, you need to look in like the front of my hair in the mirror. Yeah, it's good. That's awful. No. It's horrid. No, you need to start again. You need to start again. Yeah, that's my attempt. Oh, that looks good. Anyway, now for the real start. We're, <laughs> we're back with Alex Pohl, the beautiful, my lovely Alex Pohl. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she joined us in episode 20 when she was pregnant. Yeah. And now, what are we now? Nine months on. It's a bit different. We Nine months on, is it? From, from then. Wow. Well, so you must have been six months pregnant. Whoa. Yeah. That. And that episode 20 did pretty well, really. Um, 150 listens and 245 views on YouTube. So pretty solid effort from the better half. No surprises, really. No way. No way. <laughs> Be humble. <laughs> Anyway, 
Al, what did you do last weekend? We were super lucky to have your sister and Sam here. That was yes, cool. Yes, we had my sister here and we filled in the weekend very easily. We went to Ethel, which is a really neat food store, deli place. So we met them there. They drove down from the airport and then we looked around Brunswick. Brunswick heads and it's halfway between the airport and us. And Ballinas, pretty yeah. much exactly the same time. So we met halfway. North of Byron Bay. And looked around there. I bought Billy a little outfit, <laughs> and so, I got some shoes, yeah. secondhand shoes. And then it was raining that day. I was actually quite cold. Which, which what we eat for lunch was so good. At Ethel. At Ethel. Was that lunch? Yeah, whole brunch. It was like ten o'clock. Yeah. Sausage rolls. Pork buns, they were good. And Ryan had a pulled pork bun, yeah. Pulled pork bun was Coffees. full of pork fat belly, it was so good. I don't know what drink I had, I can't remember. A, ch a chai, I think. Mmm, I got a chai. Mm. Yeah. So that was fun. And then we drove back to Ballina and we showed Sam and Olivia the big prawn in Ballina, which is famous. I'm going to retime my hair once more. <laughs> I just need to get it right so I can focus, you know? Anyone else feel like it's like going to the gym, eh? you got to get the... Yeah, got to get the hair, because I can see it, it's really annoying. Um, went to the big prawn, which is a huge prawn at Bunnings, like a monstrous big prawn. And they were following us in their rental car, as soon as they saw it, they just looked so excited, eh? We could <laughs> see them in the car, they were just like, oh my god, it's bigger than we ever imagined. So that was a highlight. <laughs> and then... Yeah, we just hung out, we went to the farm at Byron, we went to Combi for lunch at Byron, we walked around there, we saw a python on the footpath in Byron, my seventh snake. Um, the day before, uh, Sam and Olivia's first day, we went on a big walk to the break wall in Byron, and if you go in the afternoon, Ballina, sorry, Ballina, where we live. Um, if you go at the right time, around three, between three and four, get to the break wall, the sun is on the rocks, and then all the dragons, all the yeah. dragons are sitting on the rocks. And normally the swell is coming, is it, I don't know, is the tide coming in at this time? But it changes in. every day, doesn't it? Going out. No, coming in. Coming in? Coming in. And the dolphins swim out. The, yeah, the dolphins are swimming out, and it's amazing to see them jumping through the waves. They're always there at that time. So we took Sam and live up there, which is cool, and on the way home we saw a python in the bush. So that was their first day. Python and dolphins and dragons. And second day, another python. Second day, they saw another python, which was cool. Um, yeah, what else did we do with them? We, we oh, went to Bangalore, Nuri Bar. Nuri Bar's amazing. Went to Harvest Deli. Yeah. It was pretty much Sunday. We were naked. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, we that was the whole weekend and the time they were there. And we went to the beach on Sunday. Sat on the beach, had some drinks, had lots of good food. They made us burgers. We made them a roast. Yeah. It was that's, awesome. That's good. Really fun. I wish they lived here. Yeah. And why is, it, why, why is it so good having somebody here? Especially, oh, especially yeah. compared to the last two days where you've been by yourself again. Put on my TikTok. Why didn't you tell me that was there? Sorry. Did you see that? Yeah. 
You're not Halloween in this photo. I, I just noticed. Don't. Okay, everyone. If you ever see food in someone's teeth, tell them it's embarrassing. That's oh my god. Okay. Um, why was it good having them here? Yeah, especially compared to the last two days that you've been by yourself. Um, I suppose. Uh, I don't have a car. Well, we have a, one car that we share, and it's just having people in the house that I don't, have to, I don't have to go to is really nice, and someone just to pass Billy to, or people that actually want to hang out with Billy. <laughs> okay, let me reword that. It's not what I wanted to say. Um, family who don't have kids. You know, people who don't have their own children to worry about will happily hold on to a baby. It's more what I'm saying. And it's your family. You can just be like, oh, can you hold Billy for me? And they'll be like, yes, of course. Like, I'd love to just do anything to help you is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and um, I don't really like mum groups. So okay. I don't really like kind of going to those things. So when family's here, you go and do normal life stuff and you don't have to talk about a baby all the time although I probably do because it's all I have to talk about why don't I like mum groups I don't want to offend anyone but I find them very cringe and I feel like I lose my identity if my whole time alive at the moment is just spent doing mum and baby stuff like I don't want to talk about a baby all the time I don't want to go to like mummy groups. I don't feel maternal. I don't feel mumsy. So I don't want to go to mum groups. Sorry. Right, yeah, so that brings us on to our next question. And it's probably a similar answer to when you were six months pregnant. Who is Alex Paul today? What was my answer then? You weren't really sure. It was, it was a very. You were very internal with you said at that point. Oh yeah, I remember that time. Yeah. You were like sheltering down, bunkering down, nesting. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a really hard question. I How would you describe yourself feel... now though? It's, it's quite turbulent, isn't it? I feel like I said to you last night, I feel like I just exist in order for Billy to survive. Does that make sense? Elaborate on it. Makes sense to I, me because I'm here. <laughs> I feel like I can't put myself first anymore. Yeah. And I can't think of myself at all. My mind is just consumed by her. I, some days I'm like, oh my God, I haven't even considered going to a gym. Or, oh, I haven't even considered... That I could do a workout at home. I walk heaps, so I guess I'm not thinking, oh, I need to exercise. But I'm like, I would never now, like, proactively do something for myself. You're doing, uh, Does that make sense? 5kg repeats 50, 60 times a day. Oh, with Billy. And I now have a thing called mum thumb, and I'm going to need to get a splint on my thumb. <laughs> Because look at this. You know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but like, this is my good hand. You can make the L sign. Well, this is my bad hand. It's more like a V. <laughs> it's so painful in there. It feels like I'm snapping, and I have to carry 
six kilos probably on a hand that's in agony. Do you just feel like, um, for me, I don't want to be negative. No, I just feel like really gross all the time, like because you don't have time for yourself. As in, I have a sore hand, but there's, I to go and make an appointment and go and see someone and get it fixed is hard now, harder than if I didn't have a baby, or to to even have a shower some days, or wear clean clothes for a whole day. And then you're like, what's the point of wearing anything nice? Because Billy spews all the time, or you end up running walking and getting sweaty, and yeah, you just feel gross all the time, I reckon. You don't wear makeup or anything, you just feel like you go, 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 and you just, it doesn't even matter what you look like anymore, it doesn't matter if you haven't had a year cut, it doesn't matter how you feel, you just need to keep going to keep a baby alive. So, before I had her, it's like, you have all these dreams and aspirations and you meditate and you have a routine for yourself and you like focus on your mind and being the best you can be and now it's completely gone out the window because you can't even, you just have to survive, you don't thrive, you just survive. I call it the motherhood mind fuck. <laughs> Where's that from? I just made it up. Alright. Yeah. You, you call it the motherhood mind fuck. Yeah. That's good. Um, speaking of haircuts you did get to have one like a month ago yeah what was it like going and getting a haircut it was good because you get a hot drink and you can just sit there and drink it in peace (laughs) and not feel guilty and I have to get up and run away and go and you like make a cup of tea and then or sometimes I have a cup with a tea bag and boil the jug and next thing I'll go and get Billy and then a few hours later I'm like oh my god and just making a cup of tea. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's just weird how your life changes. Like, the littlest things don't even get to happen. Like, the simple thing of making a tea and finishing it is just not really a thing. And that can really, like, frustrate me. Yeah, because I feel like, oh my god, I couldn't even do that. Like, that's really, like, oh, that's probably my first real problem. There's people that have children in hospital with cancer. Like, let's put it in perspective. Yeah, it's true. But it's, this is the thing. I'm, I love Billy. She is like our greatest joy. We talk about her all the time. She's amazing. I wouldn't trade it for the world, so I'm not ungrateful. You love her. You feel grateful what could be better in our lives. We live in Australia, we live at the beach. I get to stay home with her. I, you know, I, I'm so lucky I get to do that. But that doesn't mean that I don't find my love it hard. And because I, I find it hard, but it doesn't mean I don't love her, it doesn't mean I'm ungrateful. You're allowed to struggle with motherhood. Just like you might ask someone, oh, do you like your job? People always say, oh, you know, there's things about every job you don't like. Same with being a mum. There's heaps of things you don't like about it and it's okay. That's okay and it's allowed. You do not have to enjoy <coughs> being a mum. You don't have to. And I think there's all this pressure that women are just born to be mothers and they should naturally enjoy it and love it. And if you don't, then you're a bad mum. Or you're ungrateful. And you're hurting other people's feelings who might really want a baby but can't have one. How I feel in like having postnatal depression or postnatal depletion and struggling with motherhood 
has nothing to do with other people trying to get pregnant or nothing to do with how much I love Billy. It's like my own personal struggle and I'm allowed to have that. And I know there's people on other journeys, people who really want babies and you might think, oh, you know, that's pathetic, you find it hard. But it's not like you're allowed to struggle. <laughs> it's fun to say. Yeah. And unlike a job, you can't leave your job. this job. You can't have a sick day. You, you don't get a, a you don't get a weekend from it. You don't ever stop. You just don't. Ever, you can never just call in sick. Some mornings you get up and you're like, I can't possibly go on. And you just think, how can I make this day as easy as possible? It's going to be the easiest thing. I'm not going to do any sleep training in inverted commas I'm not going to sit in Billy's room and pat her and go shh after she's woken up after 30 minutes because I'm exhausted and I'm just going to get frustrated really easily doing that so I'm just going to get her up and just maybe try to feed her to sleep or wear her in the front pack for her whole sleep just because that's easier on me like some days you just think I'm just going to make this day as easy as possible. So sometimes I have a podcast going or music going or the other day I played the Kardashians. <laughs> oh my god. Why were you watching the Kardashians? Just because I wanted something trashy and I couldn't um, that I didn't have to focus on. Just some noise in the background. We don't have a TV. It was just on my laptop. I just needed something in the background. But, but people, I did play a TEDx talk so I thought, oh, I should just, instead of playing Billy Babyish stuff, I should play a really smart stuff. Renee Brown. Yes. Yeah. And I, a few months ago, I made Billy an email address. Yeah. Oh, do I? No. Yes, I did. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm sure I did. We'll just pretend I did. Yeah. I made Billy an email address and I send things to it. So I sent her the TED Talk. Nice. Yeah. And so Brene Brown was talking about vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember much, so don't ask me about it. <laughs> um, I was feeding Billy all the time. On your Facebook and Instagram, you like to portray true trueness, vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's important? I think you've already kind of touched on it, but why do you think it's important to be <laughs> realistic on? One on social media and two about motherhood. Well, I still think that if you looked at my Instagram, it would look like I'm having the time of my life. Because photos don't portray feelings, right? Yeah. Like, you can't even feel the exhaustion of a new mother. You're like, oh my god, look at this beautiful photo with babies. Oh, it's so romantic. I'm going to stay at home with the baby. But you don't actually know how fucking shit the mum feels. <laughs> Some of the time. But why do I think it's important? Because... Um, uh, after I had Billy, the first two weeks were amazing. She was asleep pretty much the whole time. That's probably why. And Ryan was home. And then when I was alone, Ryan was at work. Um, I started just finding it extremely hard. And I didn't realise that everyone else felt like that. I thought everyone, everyone was just going on walks to cafes and they were able to have showers and do their makeup and dress their baby in beautiful clothes and take these beautiful photos. 
and that they were getting all this sleep and I just thought from social media that every other woman but me was just having the best time being a mum and it was so easy and natural that I really didn't I didn't realise that, that what I felt was pretty much what every single new mum feels like and I was too scared to say to my mum and dad oh my god this is so hard I really need help I was too scared to tell them until one day I just broke down I rang my dad and he couldn't even understand what I was saying because I was just like I can't do this and I texted him saying this is so horrible but I feel like if I gave Billy away I wouldn't even miss her like that's and that's so normal mum said she had exactly the same thoughts She's like, if someone had knocked on the door when you were a baby and said, can I take your baby? I would have said yes and given it to them. Like, I didn't know when people felt like that and no one really ever told me that. So that's, I think that's kind of dangerous that mum, new mums are sitting at home feeling like shit and they're too scared to tell anyone. They think they have to make it look like they've got their shit together. They're even too scared to tell their parents because they, they don't want their I don't know, you don't want to disappoint people or think you're a failure for um, finding motherhood hard. But you've never done it before, you've never had training for it. Like, how are you meant to know how hard it's going to be or what, how you're going to feel? So, yeah, I think if people are aware that everyone feel, most people feel like it's hard and that it's really common to struggle with it, then you'll be more open to asking for help and admitting like, hey, I'm struggling too. And then if I, so many people have messaged me saying, I've seen your stories on Instagram or whatever and, and I really struggled too or I've got two kids now and I've felt just like you do with my first child and the first year was so hard and I had anxiety or I had no sleep or... They've said so. I've heard so many, like twenty plus women, have messaged me telling me their stories and just how much they struggled with it, and that they felt like they had to be a natural mum from day one, and they were too scared to tell their mums that they were struggling. Like, you know, you're not meant to do it alone, which we are in Australia. And um, with that, you know, you said you're too scared to tell your tell your parents, mm. and then like, what was the actual reality of when you told your parents, like, they came down and made dinner for us. And oh, yeah, so I rang Dad on Friday, I think it was, crying, and he's like, it's okay. He's like, do, do I need to come to Cambridge? And I was like, yes, can I come? He's like, okay. And he's like, I'll leave work. So he left work in the middle of the day, bless. And he picked up Mum, who also left work, and they drove straight to Cambridge and Ryan had been home. I had called Ryan too, saying, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I was still in my underwear. Like, <laughs> Billy had been sick all over me, and she peed on me, and I was just like, oh, my God. And hadn't eaten yet or whatever. I was just so tired. And Ryan came home, and he bought me a journal to write in and he's like go and do some yoga and he put my yoga mat in the room in the sun and I just lay on like I just lay on the floor like I hate this and I was just so tired the sleep deprivation is a really scary feeling 
That wasn't even the worst superhero fashion. It wasn't. Um, but, you know, you're recovering from birth still. And labour and everything. Breastfeeding and all that stuff. Luckily, breastfeeding was pretty easy for me in the beginning. Um, yeah, my parents came down. I think they cooked us dinner. And then a few weeks later, mum came and stayed for two nights and did all the washing and just took all the washing to the laundromat as well and got it all washed and folded and paid for it and she did some groceries and made my lunches and made our dinners and brought down heaps of food for us and yeah, my family stocked the fridge. Yeah. That was good. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, you just cannot do it alone. It's, I guess you can, but you're not going to enjoy it. And yeah, so having my sister here, it just makes it being a mum more enjoyable, sharing it with your family. And I really want to go home. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about the poll you did this week about should, should you go home? And what it was like, 83% people said, yeah, you should said, go home. yes, go back to New Zealand. Go back to New Zealand. I think we should because now I've seen eight snakes, two brown snakes. Deadly. The most feared snake in Aussie I've seen twice. One of them fell on my feet. I just think it's a sign. I should go home. I like these glasses, but there's a reflection on them. Off the laptop. I could just sit like this. Yeah. <laughs> the blue blockers. That's why it's purple. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Ah. I love Australia. The weather is amazing. We live by the beach. What would I be doing if otherwise, you know... In Cambridge, what would I be doing? Walking along to the footpath. It'd probably be raining, so or it did rain heaps. Uh, that's, that's why we had to do this plumbing <laughs> at our house. Yeah, I know. It rained a lot there. Yeah. So, But the fun thing, I'm so gutted we left behind is blackout thermal blinds. Mm. I'll got, move home for those. This is like the best piece of... The blinds, there's a big gap. <laughs> Not ugly, though. And, um, yeah, all it's vertical our, blinds. All our windows are vertical blinds. Yeah. And in our room, there's even a set that are, like, material, so they don't even block out the light. They're, like, white material. And then the neighbour turns on his bathroom light and it just shines through. It's, like... Or his garish door. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. We need to black out Billy's room. Yeah. The day he sleeps. Um, but yeah I love Aussie the weather's amazing we live across the road from the beach there's an amazing cafe down the road people here are very very nice (laughs) yeah they're so friendly very very nice they're so friendly (laughs) Ryan sounds like you're talking about a piece of cake oh Isabelle the cake's very very nice too (laughs) so I have for my birthday Mm, so yummy um People here are lovely. We just meet people at farmers markets, and I've met some really lovely mums. I say I don't like mums groups, but I've I love going to mums and bubs yoga. I've met some cool people there. Excuse me. And um, the yoga, yeah. the yoga that you do go to on Saturday as well is good. You guys been for coffee? I've been once, but I go to it a normal. Yoga, not a mum's and bum's one on Saturday sometime. Yeah. 
Don't mind for a while, but um, yeah, uh, I've met a few peeps there, and some of the same people, and we met up for coffee once. Yeah, it's cool. People here are really lovely. It's very friendly, small town. Yeah. Small town vibe. Um, people love yeah. having a coffee here. They do love having coffee here, eh? Yeah. Especially at the bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's... It's easy to meet people here, I guess. But I... Partly... Part of the reason... I can't just stop, like, touching face and stuff. Part of the reason I want to go home is to have old my old friends around who don't have kids. And I'd love to just go out for dinner or go to the movies with people who don't have kids. So I can talk about other stuff and not lose my identity. Which, thank you to Jackie Clement, who talking to me about that the other day yeah about what? not losing your identity yeah what did you get out of it that is not what i want yeah and so okay how are you <laughs> how are you not going to lose your identity or how are you going to find an identity by doing that we're hanging out with old friends oh right gotcha <laughs> so speaking of talking about other things apart from babies although you know but don't change it. It's on the phone. Yeah, I'm getting up the questions that people asked us. Oh. So the first Mr. Ryan's glasses, by the way. So the first question came from Alex Murray. And um, he would love to know why and how penguins don't uh, feet don't freeze. I've got a friend called John Bosnoff who would answer that question and I call him Pocket John. And he goes to Antarctica. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he goes to both, but he sees penguins in Antarctica. Yeah. And polar bears in the Arctic. Yeah. And he loves penguins. He had a theory the other day, though. Um, I think he just said that they're so hot. The feet don't freeze because they're actually really warm. Mm. And so they just melt the snow around them as they go. Mm. Nice snow. Um, Nick Grant wants to know if I own a shirt. He, well, he, own, he does, but if he stood up. Got no pants on. Today. He's got no pants on now. <laughs> like, what the hell? Before we're sitting at dinner, he's got no top on, and then he stands up to walk over there, and he's just wearing socks and undies. Like, hey? You came on the strip? <laughs> Part of the reason is because Billy spews. spews all the time and he, Ryan, he doesn't want to get spewed on. Yeah, and so in the morning, in the mornings, I come back from the gym and sometimes we'll have a shower or I'll just be hot in the gym, so, yeah. And then you don't want to put your work clothes on because you might get food or spew on them. And then spew? It's one of the times where it's usually Alex and Billy are up and so Alex takes lots of photos then and needless, to, the fam. needless to say I probably don't have a top off. <laughs> well, I guess you would, even before Billy, you would wear your work clothes, cook breakfast, eat breakfast and then you'd spill food on yourself or toothpaste. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and also, also... Quite like getting up in the morning and getting sunshine on my skin, so that was another reason why in the morning I don't, wouldn't have time on. 
What's what's so bizarre about that? About that? Well, that's no surprises. About that question is that's what people used to ask me at school all the time. Ryan, do you own a top? But I don't know where that came from. I think it might have just been that I was at strange. I was at the pool of the pool a lot, so because mm. obviously at school you didn't go around topless. No, you didn't. And then you didn't exist. Unless you're doing in Chicago, can't imagine. <laughs> Conservative and cold. Hey, you get used to sunbathing in summer. Conservative. Yeah. What's been your favourite feature of this area, Alex? Oh. That's not a question from Facebook. That's just a question I've got. Favourite feature of? Of this area. Of Ballina. Or Northern Rivers. Oh, like, like, um... Um, feature like a big prawn. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of it's an attraction, but it's hardly like. Do you mean like favorite feature in like the beach or? Oh yeah. How do you? Oh yeah, like. Or, you, or, oh. or like, going to Byron or, Nuri Bar or just the whole vibe of the place. Or. I really like, the vibe of Nuri Bar, Harvest Nuri Bar Merchants, the kids shop at Nuri Bar Merchants. <laughs> That doll I want to buy for Billy. Those wooden toys I want to buy for the Billy. The rainbow for Billy. Yeah. All, the, all the books. Oh, what was that? Pen- Speaking Errol, of penguins. Errol the Penguin, the book, is so cute. Sam found it when we were there and I really want to buy it now. Little Bill. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of blue light, but oh, it's changed. Oh, I need to put my glasses back on. <laughs> We've got another book called Where's the Green Sheep from your mum. That's yeah, pretty, that's pretty classic. Cute. From Nina and Papa. Yeah. Right. Just a side note. Yeah. The other question was from Gemma Major, our good friend. Who, hey, Hon. Who we had on like two or three episodes ago. Hey. Very good chat. Um, I need to see that one. Yeah. And she, she wants to hear some parenting real talk, which was which was started with, but I guess that's kind of what this podcast is about. We I'm talk- holding back that it will be too real. <laughs> Well, when we fir- when we had you on an episode, to- it got like three people liking it as well. So, Stacey, oh, I was oh, one you of those. Oh, you wanted to be like Stacey Byfield and Michelle Howie um, oh. also, also, also liked it. I've talked to Michelle a lot. She's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. She's, she's someone that Nabs talked about because they did um, TEDx Real Kudo together, which was oh. really cool. Yeah, I met Michelle at a thing in Waihee. Yeah. What was woman that? who gets shit done just before I was pregnant too yeah yeah so she had the same midwife as us yeah she recommended home birth and I've talked about to Michelle about how I've struggled being a mum and yeah she's she's really helped me nice um yeah so we kind of touched on it but what did you expect of being a mum what did you expect? Um, I don't know because I, I really had just focused on the birth and hypnobirthing class. Highly recommend. Although this is not an advice talk, I'd highly recommend hypnobirthing and finding an awesome midwife, mm. home birth. We changed, but touching on that, we changed midwives. We did change midwives after mm. I spoke to Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what did I expect about being a mum? I I just had an inkling it was going to be hard. 
but I didn't realise how overwhelming it would be, how relentless it would be. I didn't realise that babies feed every three right. or four That's hours. That's what you didn't expect. What did well, you expect? Well, I, didn't, I don't know what I expected. What, what was I expected the, it would be hard, that's it. But what was the image that you had in your head about? Oh, I thought I'd be wearing, like, I bought some silk pyjamas. I thought I'd be in my silk pyjamas. What's more funny is your mum laughed at it as well. Like. I know. She's like, ah, you might be wearing those. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. I'm just going to be stay at home mum wearing silk pyjamas in bed watching Netflix. Literally. Netflix. With your baby sleeping. Yeah. With my baby sleeping. <laughs> I thought I'd go to cafes. Mm, I was too scared to leave the house. <laughs> Didn't know I'd feel like that. But anyway. That's, a, that's an amazing I, that's thing. That's sort of what I expected. And I thought she'd be, be wearing beautiful clothes. I'd be taking beautiful photos of her and be dressing her and having a lovely bedtime routine and letting people come over and hang out with the babies. That's what I expected. That's something that you should be really proud of is that, like you said, when we first got here, you didn't even want to leave the house. No. Didn't help that it was raining the first week we got here, but... And now you pretty much hardly at the house. Yeah, I walk a lot. <laughs> it's good being outside all, all the time. But also you go, go into the bell all the time. They now... First name basis. What, first name basis Cafe. today. Three of them knew my name. Winning. Actually <laughs> four, including Jack, but he wasn't there. Because he's just had a baby. Just had a baby. Or his partner. <laughs> Shout uh, out. Yeah. What didn't you expect? I didn't expect it to be so relentless, <laughs> and... Sleep deprivation, sleep you can't de even understand. Sleep deprivation feels like that you're deeply depressed, so that's very scary, especially when you're home alone and responsible for a crying baby, and you have zero patience, you can see how people end up shaking the baby, obviously you can understand that now, yep. It's really, really scary. And you actually feel hungover slash drunk. And imagine being hungover and jet lagged and you cannot rest. That was back to what you were, what you were saying. When you wake up in the morning and you go, like, how can I even do this day? And, and even yeah. then it's not even really, like, you wake up, you get woken up. <laughs> yeah, you're not just waking up at your own yeah. pace. It's like someone wakes you up. But I've been thinking, oh, I should... Billy sleeps until 6, 6.30, sometimes 7. Anywhere between 6 and 7. Um, mostly. And mostly. <laughs> and... Um, what was I even going to say? Oh, I've been thinking, maybe I should get up. Let's say she slept till 6.30 most days consistently. <laughs> I've been thinking, oh, if I wake up around 6 or like 5.30 or 6, I should just get up and have a bit of a morning to myself and make my breakfast, make a tea or whatever. And just have like a little bit of time instead of being woken up by her and thrown into it straight away, you know what I mean? Mm. Like rather than being... Oh, like, I feel like I start on the back foot a little bit because I start the day with my hands full. It's not like I start the day getting myself ready in order to look after her. It's like starting the day. It's fine. Like she's easier now. You know, like I feed her. We've got like a bit of a morning thing down 
with she's, you being she's lots of fun all the yeah she's really fun yeah. and I feed her in bed normally and then we bring her out to the lounge and we give her nappy free time seeing as she's been wearing a nappy all night and she loves that and and she's in the she's out here with us and then after a while I'll feed her again and then Ryan usually feeds her breakfast solids starts solids it's yeah. lots of fun she's loving food <laughs> and Ryan normally does that and he she ba- she, she tries to eat my dinner. breakfast as well yeah yeah he eats my bacon she tries to eat the bacon <laughs> um yeah so I've kind of gone off topic here sorry but well, I didn't expect <laughs> that's all good um Oh, I didn't expect. I didn't expect to feel so. Didn't expect to achieve so little in the day. Uh, for me, it's really hard to let go of this new way of life. I mean, it's only been six and a half months of a completely new way of living, so it's taking time. But I find it really hard. Sometimes I'm like, oh, let's just get out the door and I'll, I'll walk her in the front pack. And she's getting tired, so I need to put her in the front pack before she has a meltdown. I need her to be in like a situation where she could go to sleep, otherwise she'll just lie on the floor screaming because she's getting getting really tired. So I'm like, oh my god, I need to get her like ready for bed. Either put her in bed or wear her. So I'm like, okay, I better put her in the front pack and I'll go for a walk. And so just walk away from everything in the house. You're like, oh my god, I haven't brushed my teeth. I haven't actually gone to the toilet. Um, left my hot cup of drink, my drink on the table. Cool. Oh. I haven't even looked in the mirror like, do I have food in my teeth? <laughs> you know, like, you just have to let go of, like, feeling organised, and I find it really hard. I like things to be in order. I like to get the kitchen tidy in the morning so the rest of the day just feels a bit more organised. I don't know, having a clean kitchen space for me really helps. But we still make topic, the bed, eh? Still make the bed, kind of. <laughs> looks good. Um, what's been your greatest joyful moment? Well, that's um, <laughs> <laughs> not glasses on, red wine. Oh uh, man, the greatest moment was the birth. Is that counted? Hmm. And um, at the moment, she's kind of talking. Not words but it's really cute she's oh my god I mean oh she's so cheeky just seeing her personality is really joyful at the moment she will be lying on the ground happily playing then she'll sort of realize oh I'm on my own on the ground I'm bored now and start grizzling we'll come over and nothing's wrong like you just you lift her up and she'll start laughing <laughs> she'll look around doing this I can't do it she's like ah, 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 like this and all of a sudden you're like what are you laughing at like what are you saying she's making all these sounds like I had her in her little seat on the beach feeding her and then she's sort of writhing around in it and arching her back so I like lifted her out and she just started she saw something on the beach and she's just laughing at it, like ah, 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 ah. I'm like what what are you finding so funny? Just seeing that is really cool. Yeah. And it hurt when she can sit up. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's going to be a good day, people. <laughs> my my joyful moments have been like... Yeah, what about you? 
Um, so the other day, I don't know how many years ago, but I just said it. I was lying on the couch and had her on my chest and she was sucking on my thumbs and it was just like had my thumbs like fully in her mouth and I, oh I, I started cracking up laughing and then so she cracks up laughing back and then the other, another so not so long ago, I was getting her ready for bed and she like, she does this thing to relax or unwind and she kind of grabs her feet and like kicks her bed around. But this time she like grabbed both feet and kind of pulled them into her chest and did this gigantic fart. <laughs> and so I just was cracking out laughing. Her tears in my eyes. And then she just was like cracking out laughing back at me. I, that was your so mum. That was when your mum. Your mum was here. Yeah, exactly. Or was it, I my, remember or was it my mum? I think your mum. Yeah, and I was, you guys can just hear me cracking yeah, out laughing like, at her. What's laughing at? Her cackling back. It's oh, so cute. It's so funny. But I get excited thinking about her being older and being able to do more activities with her mm. and not be so regimented in routine. It's not that regimented, but I, well, I wish it was <laughs> more strict. But, yeah, um, what I'm saying, when she doesn't have to have three-day sleeps in order to feel happy when she can survive off one 40 minute nap it's going to be so different we can actually go out for a whole day she can nap in the car you know we did pretty good on Sunday we went 8.30 till 3 or so we were out and about that's the longest we've been out with her yeah she did awesome she slept in the pram she Slept in the car, moved her from the pram to the car, and she stayed asleep, which doesn't happen ever. Um, yeah, we were out and about. It was really fun. She did really good. She hardly cried all day. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, she loves being out. She loves that. She's very social, walking down Fletcher Street branches, cracking up at people, <laughs> talking to them or something. She loves going out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Say it from our dad. Yeah. God help me. <laughs> yeah, what was I saying? Or oh, when she's older. I, I'm really excited for that to do activities for her, like set up stuff even in the evening for her to wake up to and come out and play with, or mm. getting into painting and doing art stuff, or cooking, or whatever, or being able to go to the beach and for her to actually play in the sand. At the moment, you lie on the, on the sand, on, on the towel, and if she's kicking, you don't want her to kick sand in her eyes and get upset. Or, I don't know, I feel really anal saying that, but she doesn't enjoy the beach. Like She likes being down there if you're carrying her, but she doesn't really get to play on the beach. Yeah, she like, loves going with you into the waves and... Well, you don't really take her in the water. Not wa in the water. Like, you're holding her. Sharks, you're, you're, yeah. you're standing in the waves and you're watching. Watching the waves coming in out over your feet. She likes yeah, it. she likes that and she never cries down on the beach. Unless yeah. you lie down. Yeah. <laughs> she likes putting her feet in the sand. Yeah. That sensory stuff. But it would be cool once she's really has more independence. I think I'm looking forward to her having independence. I think it makes it make her a bit happier. 
Do you think? Yeah. Going back to your identity, do you mm. think you're quite a creative person as well? And that by that, that at that stage where her like inquisitiveness and her own creativity you can sort of share in that and be creative um, with her and things like that? Do you think that's partly what you're looking for? Well getting back to creativity. Oh. Just one moment if you're watching. One moment please, people. Oh, I've just had to do my hair in a hurry, so awful. Yeah, so... This book. God. The Postnatal Depletion Cure. Written by a GP who's in Byron. He says that... I don't... I can't find the page off the top of my head, but something about new mums have this sort of like newfound creativity that, that comes after you've had a baby. And you should really harness it and use it. Like you will feel more creative. And that's why a lot of mums start businesses. And, yeah, I do really, really want to start a project or start something. Um, start a business I can do from home. Or I just have this desire to live a different life to what we live now. Not definitely not ungrateful for the life we live. But I, I feel like we're close to life style I want to have but not there. I wish Ryan could be home more. I just wish both parents could do the parenting an equal amount. Mm. You know, like that just that doesn't sound too ridiculous, does it? It doesn't, does it? It'd be, it'd be awesome as well. Like you the, know the weekends are so wish, much fun. Yeah. And in terms of talking about mental health It'd just be so much better for both people to to help each other, I think, and have more balance in your life. I just want more, more balance, or I'd like to do something really different, not live a conventional, like a conventional life. I think that goes Live also. in a house bus or something. And, <laughs> or a yurt. And, and travel around Australia and see Australia, or go live in Bali. For a few months yeah just live a really minimal life that was, also goes like further into what you were saying about it i think it's so much more fun when you get to share it with yes. people yeah that's really true and like the weekend mm. seems to go so much smoother yeah and when my sister and her boyfriend were here we were out and about doing normal stuff i would do if i didn't have billy you know like i just feel more but you're doing it with Billy as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I'm comparing that to going to mum groups. You know, like going to coffee groups or or baby classes or whatever. It's either doing that and meeting other mums or like going out and just doing the stuff you would normally do but with a baby. Mm. If that makes sense. You might have already answered this, but what's been the most challenging um, probably the sleep and no more time for yourself. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's been yeah being at work, being at work and being helpless. <laughs> yeah, I'm always texting Ryan like, "Why did Shirley sleep thirty minutes? What am I gonna do? I've been patting her for forty minutes to get her back to sleep. Oh my god, why?" I'm like, I'm not there. I, I, one, I don't know because I'm not there, which is also really hard because when you are there. 
you get so much, such a better gauge of actually what's going on. Yeah. Like sometimes when I'll get home from work and you've had a bad day, I like need you to like debrief me on what you've done so far. Yeah. And then it's like right, so it's not. It's not any of those things, mm. although it's been that long that it might be those things. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know. And it's then, not really that bad where it's been so long. Like not, now it's not. Now it's not. It's it cool. used to be. It used to be like that. I'd be like, she's been crying for four hours. Oh, oh okay, now it'll be time to feed her again. Yeah. And that was, that was one of, I don't know about mistakes, but challenges that we had is that because Billy had colic and really upset stomach. We went with feeding her every four hours and not wanting to overfeed her and then obviously she grows and gets older and that those rules change and yeah. Yeah. I guess not overfeed but more like overload her. Yeah. Because you know, this is a whole new Do you reckon do you reckon that's what you might have learned is adaptability and more Flexibility, maybe. Mm. I don't feel like I'm on the other side of this. <laughs> you don't feel like you can appreciate learning yet? No. No? Definitely not. Because you're still learning so much every yeah. day? Yeah. Every day is different. I'm definitely not. Like, I never will be through to the other side of being a mum. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But um, I totally don't want more children. Mm. Um, I'm already selling baby stuff. I've got a huge bag of clothes for my dog to, like, to donate. Um, I'm going to sell the bed nest bed thing. Probably sell the snuggly. Although they can use that when they're older too, so I'm not sure if we'll sell it. Um, I'm such a fidgeter. Sorry to anyone watching this. It must be really hard to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, I really don't want more children. I really don't. And I just feel like it's quite therapeutic to sell stuff. I just want to sell everything. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say something else, but I've forgotten. Um, something I picked up on that Whitney Cummings YouTube thing was about like mum shame, and like, one of those things is about that. Whitney Poor? Whitney, oh, what was I say? Whitney Cummings. Whitney Port, Who's yes. Whitney I think she's a comedian. Oh, okay. It's one of Joe Rogan's. Whitney Port from The Hills. Yeah. She was saying, like, mum shame, and that's, like, one of the things. Like, oh, and you keep hearing, oh, you'll have another child or something like that. Yeah, like, oh, you'll have another one. Or, oh, you never know, you might change your mind. Or, when Billy's 18 months, you'll, you'll change your mind. You, you forget all this, all this stuff, apparently. But I've written it down. <laughs> and I won't forget. I don't want to be sleep deprived like that again. I'm sure it will happen when Billy gets unwell or, you know, you're not ever in the clear, are you? I guess when you're teenagers, you're going to be lying in bed worrying about what you're doing when you're out. You know, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> but um, I, that's what I was going to say. People say, oh, a second and third subsequent children will, just, they just fit in and they just go with the flow and the baby just has to go with what the older child does. And you don't worry about a routine, you don't worry anymore, you're more relaxed. 
but I've also heard the flip side that people didn't realise how it would still be really overwhelming to have a second child, that they would still have the baby blues, they could still get postnatal depression after a second child. Um, even though they have more knowledge, this baby is completely different. You're still going to have to do heaps of night feeds. You're still going to have to get this baby into routine and teach this baby to self-settle if that's what you want to do or co-sleep again or whatever. You're still going to go through all of that stuff, the sleep deprivation again. Um, this baby might have different health issues or it might be a dream baby. Um, you know, like it's... People say, oh, the second one's easier, but I don't even know what I'm doing with Billy now. Like, how would I know a second time around? Sure, there's things I would know, you, you know, that I didn't know from day one with Billy. There's stuff I would know, and I, there's things I would do so differently. Like, I might actually get a home birth the second time around. Not going to be a second time, but, you know. And I wouldn't let any people visit for like 40 days apart from like maybe my mum and dad or something no visitors for 40 days only people um, like make a roster for people to drop off your groceries like you know you'll pay for them like we'd pay for them but get people to drop off meals and groceries and do our washing take our washing away to a laundromat we'll pay for them to do, do it but get people just to help you but not have people come to visit the baby I would just want to be like in the house, like staying in bed, feeding the baby, no pressure to have a shower and get ready, just like forget all that, just no pressure. Just do 40 days at home, drinking soups, teas, focusing on breastfeeding and milk supply. How and even have you stay at home for that length of time too. Yeah. How, how good is broth? Yeah, broth's really good. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's what I'd do really differently. Uh, but yeah, like, do you agree with the second child thing, what I'm saying? Like, yes, you'd know what you're doing, but at the same time, you still don't actually know that baby. Yeah. And, and it's, they don't communicate in the beginning. No. It's just the same cry. And like I say, you still got to... Decide. Still got to be at night. Still got to get up in the morning. Still got to... Meet their, meet their needs and things like that. Still, they still want to be like feeding every three hours in the night. And yeah. It's unsettled evenings. Like just because it's your second baby, they don't. That baby doesn't know that. Yeah. The baby, you might, they might colic again. Mm. Might have, you know, eight weeks of four hours of screaming at night. Do you know, like it could happen that you know, that, that nearly broke me. Mm. Did. I'm standing in the shower crying, like, that is not my baby. I need to leave the house. I need to leave. I need to get out. Yeah. Like, I just don't think it's healthy for me to go through that again. Really? Mm. Like, I just don't. Yeah. It's tough, eh? Yeah, I, I don't want to do that again. I really don't, unless we had a full-time nanny. I'm not even taking the piss. I'm not. If we if we had a day and night nanny, like two different nannies, that's not, that's not what happens. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just struck a lucky. What? So you did have a minute. Oh. <laughs> you did something else. You did something else. Um, Honest. Not, not that we want to give anybody any advice because advice is overwhelming and it's, it's sort of, I don't know, it's well-meaning but it's hard it's hard to hear advice. It's, I think probably one of the things that we've learned from this is that it's an experience and John Mitchell quote, it's a journey. Um, this yeah, what are you hearing at? But like, what's what's a piece of advice that you or for others considering this path? And I think the, that book is 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 best book. Read Sorry, this book. The book again is the postnatal depletion cure by Doctor Oscar Cyrillic. And who recommended that to you? I've just seen it on Instagram. Doctor Libby did. Oh, yes, oh my God, Doctor Libby. Yeah. Whoa, mind blank. Um, yeah, I wish I'd read this book before I had Billy and just like got more prepared and what, learn what different cultures do. Like, um, what's the concept for Ayurvedic, visitors? Oh, no visitors only staff. <laughs> In Ayurvedic medicine, the woman, the mother gets a daily massage with sesame oil. Then after that, she has to have a one-hour nap every day. Well, how long? I don't know how long. But imagine how much better you would feel if that was tradition. Like, that just happens after you've had a baby. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have any tradition like that at all in this culture. So, we have like, a, get on with that. But we what's some we have a tradition of people? get on with it and buy stuff. That's yeah, very strange. very disgusting. Um, advice for other people considering this path. Well, I like to hear you say about advice. I like talking to other parents who are doing the parenting thing now, like in today, and mm. to hear what products they use and recommend or what help they've gotten from doctors or, you know, what, what external support they use and how they settle their baby to sleep or what routine do they use and how's that going for them? I like talking to them about what they're doing and what car seat did you buy or did you like it? Did you not like it? You know, just hearing ideas from other parents and what parenting method they're using or whatever. Like, I like, yeah, I more see it as getting ideas from people rather than advice. But um, for other people considering becoming parents, um, something something we were talking about with my mum was like you're saying whilst it was really important to prepare for the birth, you wish you'd also prepared for after the birth. Mm. And like we even talked a little bit about it with your parents is that like you learn so much about the birth and then you get home and it's like now what? Yeah. Um, it's like you think it ends at the birth. Yeah. How do you think you could prepare for for after the birth. Oh, wait, hang on. We were answering one question. Well, this is just like a piece, piece of advice or considerations. Oh. Like, oh, you, you said, like, you were so prepared for the birth and then it came to afterwards and you didn't really have a consideration apart from that you knew it was going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you think you could better prepare for af after the birth? Because I guess all the things I just said, like, 
have people like a roster of people that want to help you yeah. to can bring you meals or you ask people hey do you, do you want to help us after having a baby like you're not coming over to to like look at the baby can you come over and help us um like and if they say yes they'll be like okay what day suit you like for a month we're gonna make a roster and if you want to be on it like do something like that maybe yeah and also, um, also, also how you're saying about how when people do come visit, it's, <laughs> it's better for them to help with stuff and then you can settle the baby. Or, yeah, it's really hard. Or for me, I found it hard to um, imagine someone else looking after my baby's needs. It would just be easier for me to be holding the baby, feeding the baby, was that people work around you and clean your bathroom or, or do your washing rather than the first, someone comes and sits on the couch and holds my baby while I rush around and do all the cleaning no it should be the other way around <laughs> mum should be resting you know bonding with the baby and other people should be doing the dishes for her that's how I felt anyway but for other people considering becoming parents um, do hit my birthing I think I want to pregnant. Uh, get your body into really good health before you get pregnant so you can try and avoid feeling unwell. Like, go see Dr. Steve <laughs> and make sure you have no inflammation or anything like that so you can hopefully have a smooth pregnancy and find a midwife you really like, one that really resonates with you. Uh, yeah, just do your research. Um, Realise that once you've had the baby, that's it. So the baby is here, then your life completely changes. So even to get into the soup, into the car and go to the supermarket together, not really thing. Like simple stuff like that. You I mean you can do it, but it's not. It's your life isn't carefree anymore. So go and do all those carefree things like travel, fly business class for God's sake. <laughs> nah, just go and travel and go to all the festivals you want to go to and sleep in and just live your life before you think. Um, and create a really good support network before you have a baby and be super organised. <laughs> have your space ready when you're 30 weeks pregnant. You can, if you can. Um advice I should have taken from my mum or borrow lots of stuff <laughs> I should have borrowed a capsule and borrowed a bassinet I don't know. but now but the flip side is um, if you buy baby stuff brand new you can actually sell it and get good money back for it and then buy the next thing like a car seat which is $500 save up money before you have a baby save don't move to Australia. Don't, don't move away from the support network. Learn from our mistakes. Um, get someone in to help you in the first weeks, like Charlene Paul, who lives in Raglan, who's a baby whisperer, or there's a few of them in New Zealand or wherever, whichever country, someone that resonates with you. They can teach you techniques to settle your baby off 
of you, like settle the baby in the bed. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, yeah, people that can teach you how to put your baby in a routine, if that's what you want to do, it does make life easier, I think, in terms of being able to go out and do stuff. Um, but yeah, I think getting someone in to help you, someone that isn't family, because then you might actually listen to me. Um, Especially if you paid help, them as well. Yeah, if you're paying them too. <laughs> they might make you feel more confident as a new mother, I think. I really wish we had done that, just to give you that confidence. It's probably worth the investment. Um, this is my experience. Just on that confidence there, like, what do you think it is that so often you've said, oh, I'm a failure, or I feel like a failure, or I feel like I say I can't do this. Can't do this. What do you think it is that, do you, do you get to the end of the day when things calm down and sort of then go, oh, it wasn't that bad, or do you Sometimes. do you remember being like that? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Like even today or yesterday, it's just like you. You just get to the middle of the day. You just like I just want to go and complete some stuff. Like if I finish things I was doing, you just can't finish one thing at a time. I find I'm in the middle of something and then. I need to get Billy mm-hmm. and do something with her or it's like, oh, she had a 35 minute sleep and she actually needs at least an hour of sleep and oh, she's going to be grizzly and you need to fall asleep again in another hour and then that kind of throws the whole day and you're like, well, how am I going to settle her back to sleep and she doesn't, just, I don't know, just get stuck in the... It's like relentless cycle when you all you want to do is like go and do something else. I'm like, I would love to just sit on Spotify and find heaps of new music and make a new playlist. <laughs> I want to, I can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to do that. You can't, can you? Yeah. Like, there's mo- heaps of moments in my day where I'm like, damn, I just want to do this, whatever it is. I would like to go to the supermarket, buy some ingredients, and bake some food. Can't do it because I don't have a car <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, like you can actually go and do those things. I think I've just made it hard for myself. Like I've I've kind of let her, I've kind of become a slave to her a little bit. How good do you feel the days when you do bake some biscuits? Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just want to have that. Like I just want to feel carefree again. I'd just like to say, hey, let's go to Sydney this weekend and go to the airport and just do it, just go. So you don't have to think think about that. Think if it was just us, and we say, let's go to Melbourne for the weekend. Cool, book some flights, go. With a baby, okay, we need to think about oversized luggage. What's she going to sleep in? When we get there, do we need to have the capsule with us or are we going to hire a capsule? Are we going to use family-friendly transport? Um, what's she going to sleep in? We're going to take her a bed for her. We're going to buy a $400 porter cot. Oh, we're going to also make her food while we're there. Oh, will I take my breast pump or not? Probably don't need to. You know, like all these little things. Will we buy nappies there or here? And will we take the pram and will we take the, will we take the capsule? Oh, it's just like mind fuck, motherhood mind fuck. It is. It's just not that carefree anymore. And you, people make it look like it is on Instagram, but 
difficult to think about a lot of stuff and like you just have so many tabs open in your head and I'm sick of some days I'm just sick of having to think on behalf of somebody else I just want to think I just want to have a day sitting in bed watching Netflix not thinking mm-hmm. but I have to constantly be deciphering cry, her cries and okay she's been awake for two and a half hours probably needs to go to bed or Oh, I fed her at 10, so oh, she's nearly time for another feed now. She's probably hungry. And, oh, like, you know, constantly thinking and deciphering. and It's not you you're thinking about. It's very exhausting. Have you had a chance to um, mm. look back and see how much you've grown? Absolutely. No. No? I don't think I have changed. I just... I just feel like a blob. <laughs> it's all a blur. Mm. Um, your birthday's coming up, so do you think that might do something for you? No. No? Why? You can ask me what I want for my birthday. Oh, not on here. <laughs> Why not? I want a keep cup. A keep cup? Oh, I really like one of those ceramic. Um, I knew that already. The ceramic one? Spoiler alert for your birthday. No. Because <laughs> I dropped my keep cup and it broke. <laughs> um, I really like the ceramic ones. I oh, know. There was one at um, Nuri Bar. Yeah. I like the pink one. But like even... Or the grey one. Even the th- three and a half months that we've been here. <laughs> even the three and a half months that, that you've been here. Um, yes. To develop from... Not even wanting to go outside to then going on walks. I did want to go outside, but I didn't have Billy in a routine. I didn't know, like, I'd start taking her in the pram and she'd be crying. And I'd be like, oh, I've got to go. Um, the, <laughs> the second day you were here, you were really motivated. That, that might have put you off, maybe, because you went to Baby Bounce. And how did that go? <laughs> then, was that the second day you were here? Oh, I think so. Oh my god, because you made me go, you're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go, oh fine, I'll go. It was awful. I'm never going back. <laughs> I'm not, well, um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's coming back. You might go back now that, it, <laughs> now that it's more applicable though, right? I don't think so. The first, okay, I went to this thing called Baby Bounce at the library and it's like songs. It's, not, it's like 30 minutes. And I drove there and I got there late, but they screamed the whole way. Got her out, I was walking there and she was just crying on my arms the whole way. So I stopped outside the library, started breastfeeding her, walked in, breastfeeding her. Sat down, breastfeeding her the whole time. Then left. And then she spewed and then got in the car and she screamed the whole way home. Sat in the library and cried the whole time. But that was what it was also like when you went to yoga at first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now she... You get to actually do a five-minute meditation and she goes outside and... She hangs up with the yoga teacher. Reads the story. She likes stories. She does like stories, yeah. Um, but I guess if we wrap this up, the moral of the story is... Um, being a mum is a mindfuck. Mm. And that's normal. Is that what your podcast is yeah. going to be called? Mother Mindfuck? Motherhood, motherhood Mindfuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that you need to ask for help and you need to realise that 99% of other mums are feeling just like this too and it's not peaceful and glamorous like you see in Insta. Yeah. So, for 
if you do do a podcast, what do you want to do? A podcast. It? Talking about this. Talking to other mums, I guess. Bringing out. It's just f- like a therapeutic space for other mums to like just talk about how they're feeling. They could be anonymous. <laughs> I am talking with. <laughs> yeah. Change their mom voice. Mum one. Mum two. Change their voice. Yeah, I've changed their voice. Hey, no, no, I've changed their voice. But, um, yeah, can just sort of be a space for mums to talk about their struggles. And then other people can listen to it and be like, oh my God, if people feel the same as me, I'm not alone. I can ask for help. Or there's other people in my tribe that, you know, you can find a tribe that way. There's, there are a couple of people um, I've met who love being mums. It's not many people who are like, I just love it. But there's people I know who do love it, which is awesome. But it's, and I would totally hang out with them and I really admire them, but um, it doesn't resonate with me. Like their experience doesn't resonate with my with me and my experience. So it's, it's kind of hard to connect sometimes because I just you just want to like bitch about it some days or just be like oh my god I'm just having like a really hard day but they sometimes they just have like really good days all the time I don't know if I'm making any sense no, I'm tired. but yeah you just want to find people who have sort of gone through the same struggles as you and find out what helped them and just openly just talk about it openly without feeling judged or feeling like crazy so, if they want to talk to you about being a mother, or they want to do a podcast with you, yeah, where do they? Where's the best place to talk to you? Instagram. Yeah. What are you? Just you're just Alex Bowie. Yeah. You got a you got a good one. You know what's good at? Put your name. Well, you could have your name. Well, I've tried to look now. What have I've, you tried? Yeah, I think I think my name's gone. Also, try again. Hello. Also, also tried to change it to Instagram. <laughs> didn't work. It's already taken. I think it's because all the. It's still Instagram. Yeah, I think it's because all the like handles are <laughs> lowercase. But no, no, no. You know that Instagram is still Instagram. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. But I, I thought you could do it small i n and then stag in capitals and then R A M and lowercase. But the handles are all lowercase, so you can't. It's just. <laughs> you tried to have the name Instagram, but. Nice. What's, what's one last thing you want to leave people with, Alex? Um, buy this book for every mum that you know. What's the book called? We'll link it in post-natal the show notes. Postnatal Depletion Cure. All mums suffer from postnatal depletion. Um, let's find a quote out of here. Everybody, just to leave you with something. Hmm. Wow. Just saw the words vaginal delivery. Yeah. Oh, vaginal. Vaginal. Hmm. Well. Wow. 
Oh, this is quite interesting. There's so much I could leave. Reread to leave my quiver. Oh, choice overload, self-doubt. Motherhood is a messy business. Changing endless dirty diapers and washing baby puke out of your favourite shirt is humbling. <laughs> How can you not be stressed when the baby is feeding what seems like 24-7 and you haven't slept properly in a month? This is compounded by physical stresses. Your body has been taxed by pregnancy and childbirth, by the demands of breastfeeding, by sleep deprivation, and by all the other demands associated with caring for another human being. Wow. It's just... That's what you got to deal with. That's what you got to think about, and do you... Um, is that what you really want to do, right? I really think about it. Why why you choose to have a child? Anyway, speaking of sleep deprivation, we should go to sleep. Billy has been asleep since seven thirty. She's been doing amazing tonight. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We might go to sleep too. Bye. Thank you for listening. Get in touch if you've got any questions, thoughts, considerations. That's what the saying is, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compliance. Complaints, yeah. If you want to complain, I don't know. Maybe talk to us. Read this book. Read, read the personality of the pollution. Cheers. Always a good yarn. Probably uh, lets lets you in on some of the stupidity that Alex and I get up to each evening. Highly influenced by the fact that we've got a severe lack of sleep. It was hitting on nine, quarter past nine by the time. Uh, we finished up that podcast and we were both fading fast. Um, nine o'clock is usually our target bedtime, which is quite the difference on uh, if you'd asked us when we went to bed a few uh, months back or a year back. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, I know, as I said, we're a bit raw. Uh, it's being a parent is quite raw. You, you look back on you know how you were as a child and what your parents did and how amazingly they were there for you you just think wow how do they how do they do that and it's quite motivating to always be there for your child um it's a it's a strange and powerful um, emotional roller coaster uh, as alex called it the mother mind fuck um yeah hope you enjoyed that as you know the podcast brought to you by why keto w-a-i-k-e-t zero exogenous ketones it's one of the things that keeps us sane <laughs> The energy and the clarity um, is second to none. And I tell you what, if you uh, wake up in the morning, you're feeling a little bit dusty and you're thinking, how the hell am I going to get through the day? Having a sachet of ketones, I don't even have the, the caffeinated ones, I just have the non, non-caffeinated ones. And within about half an hour, I'm like, right, what are we doing today? Let's do it. Um, it's quite amazing. Love the stuff. Um, also, when it comes to playing rugby, um, a sachet about just before the warm-up, by the time we get on the field, clarity is huge. Um, a little recovery within the game is just second to none. You, once you've done an effort, have a few breaths and you're ready to go for the next one. So it's what keeps me going. That's why people think I'm an energizer bunny out there. That's that's one of my secrets. Also training hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you want to get on to exogenous ketones, either hit me up on at Stag Vision or on the Waikito Facebook page, W-A-I-K-E-T-O, or hit
head over straight to waiket0.proveitnow.com. Type in your details and get an order away. Of course, if you're in New Zealand, you'll need to contact me directly because it's not launched yet. But Australia, Canada, US and Asia, feel free just to go straight to the website, waiket0.proveitnow.com. Get your hands on some ketones, get your hands on some keto cream. It's great stuff. I love it. Um, so do other people like Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, and Keegan Smith, who we've had on the podcast. Cliff Harvey, who we've had twice on the podcast. Big fan of exogenous ketones. Get after it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Hopefully not too far away like we've been. Cheers. <laughs>